This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. What you say? Be just a friend. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Oi. My message was simple. Uh, we are unequivocal. Uh, violence, hate, and disorder have no place in our schools. Anti-Semitism, Islamophobia, and all forms of bigotry are simply unacceptable. This guy is such a jerk-off. He hurts my feelings every time he talks. School Chancellor David Banks, who, as I said about an hour ago, should be fired. But he won't be fired. You know, if I hear one more public official... And this also comes from the White House. Biden, Kamala Harris, they all say it. But here in New York, specifically the mayor and banks, if I hear one more person mention Islamophobia, I'm going to hunt them down myself. Myself, I should say. I know I see thousands and thousands and thousands of hateful Palestinians, New Yorkers, walking the streets almost daily now, threatening the lives of the Jews. So there's no question anti-Semitism is alive and well. Could somebody please, Eric, Mr. Mayor Banks, you putz, somebody please show me the Islamophobia that exists, because I don't see it. In fact, you people bend over backwards to make life easier for the haters. Eric Adams said yesterday, there's no tolerance for this. We're not going to take it. Oh, really? What are you doing about it? I saw three kids being interviewed on New York One this morning, all wearing that stupid headgear, whatever it's called. What is it called, Curtis? The kafir around their shoulder, the shmata on their Every one of them. Not Jewish kids. Kafirs. Shmatas. All of a sudden, I lived here my whole life outside of 16 years in Florida. All of a sudden, it's like I'm living in Gaza. Stop with Islamophobia. It doesn't exist. Maybe it should. I'm not taking that back because I'm sick of one side getting their asses kicked, not just by people in the street, but by politicians. What in God's name is Islamophobia? Some cab driver got beat up in 2001 after 9-11. I've seen zero evidence of that now, despite, despite, One side committing all these heinous acts. One side. With that said, here he is. If you think I'm tough on Adams and Banks. Big ratings, noon to one every weekday afternoon. Does a tremendous job weekends on the overnights, but does his best work with me right here at this time every weekday morning. The legend, the icon, Mr. Guardian Angel, Curtis Sliwa. What is he talking about, Curtis? I'm in the butcher shop with you, Sid, and, you know, there's prime meat and there's choice meat. You get only the prime meat because you're the number one show in the morning across the nation. I sent to you early this morning a picture of Mayor Eric Adams in the midst of every crisis imaginable. The illegal aliens, high crime, flight from the city, uh, Fortune 500 companies saying we're out of here. This goofball is standing down by Bowling Green wearing this dumb hat on his head, making this hand gesture, laughing at the camera, and you're saying, what a screwball. It's (laughs) at 3 o'clock in the afternoon Uh, with every imaginable crisis. This guy basically might as well have been waving the white flag and giving up. I saw the picture, and uh, what country was that yesterday? Albania. Yeah, I like the Albanians, don't get me wrong. They will F you up worse than the Italians. But 
Yeah, I, I listen, I, uh, tonight is my um, my monthly dinner. You know I do these dinners every month with Keith Kantrowitz. I love Keith, Power Express Mortgage, and Anthony Carone. I love Anthony and Paul Carlucci and Simone is a host of us. You know, Mike Kemper shows up once in a while. And a lot of these guys are friends with the mayor, too. They are. But I, I make it very, very clear to them that I just he's lost me. He has completely, 1,000% lost me. I've gone back and forth. This is not an attack on his character. He's not a bad person. But as a politician, I have no idea who he is or what he stands for. He can one day be on a stage at Gracie Mansion during Jewish Heritage Month telling me how much he loves the Jews, and the next day taking money, allegedly, from Erdogan in Turkey, who hates the Jews more than anybody. I just don't know who this guy is. Well, I'll tell you what. Look how long you've come, King David, the new King David. There was that moment you were over at the Second Avenue Deli, which is really the First Avenue Deli. Yeah, that was Fig- a Kantrowitz yeah, figure uh, that production one out. too. Yeah, yeah, that that was like, yeah, Zionists, we're we're, we're fighting back against all these Islamic haters of us. Uh, by having tongue sandwiches. Yeah, that was a real stand <laughs> for the Jews. And you have come so far. Because I extricated you from that, sitting down at the 2nd Avenue Deli, by the way, which is on 1st Avenue. And we were out in the rain outside of Cooper Union, where Jewish kids were in the library, trapped where the Palestinian horde, the pro-Hamas mob, was outside banging on the door. Let us in, let us in. You, I, Danielle, and others in the rain, the pouring rain, speaking out against that. And it's gotten worse, not better. Look at Hillcrest High School. Yes. Hillcrest High School. Now, this happened back on Monday and Tuesday, two days in a row. Hey, you, Gnome Laden, what did they do, brain surgery on you? (laughs) You referred to it as a brawl? This was an anti-Semitic riot for two days. I hate to say it, but, Curtis, you've, um, you've described it better. It was not a brawl. It was a hateful scary, in fact, terrifying anti-Semitic attack on this lady. And given the opportunity yesterday to fix it, David Banks mentions Islamophobia. Are you nuts? He graduated from Hillcrest. He didn't want it mentioned what happened on Monday and Tuesday. The story, thank God, it came out in the Post on Thursday. Or we might never have known about it. He sat on it. It was not a brawl. It was an anti-Semitic riot for two days. They were looking for this Jewish teacher who had to be hidden in a closet. They wanted to take that teacher and beat her to a pulp. They actually did uh, administer death threats. She's going to have to be moved now. But here's the good news. There is some good news here. What's that? The teachers' union, led by fine folks like Michael Mulgrew, and maybe the worst person God ever created. She's at the very top of the list, Randy Weingarten. It seems like they're going to come to this teacher's rescue. You think so? No. Think again. <laughs> All right. You get to make up for this, Gnome Lady. Are you listening, Gnome? Are you listening? Please, please listen. Gnome, I, hop on the mic here, Gnome. Gnome. Gnome's impaired. He had brain surgery, so, you, you know, he, <laughs> he does have some nasty growth on the top of his <laughs> okay. head. Now, <laughs> you would think the UFT... Comprised mostly of active Jewish teachers and retired Jewish teachers would have been outside of that school that Monday in defense of that Jewish teacher, a UFT teacher, 
Michael Mogrew said nothing. He was afraid hiding in his mansion in Staten Island. In fact, even of late, he has said nothing. And you know why? No, follow up on this. He's got a problem in his own union. It's a subsidiary. Hey, Mike, I know the deal. I met with them last night. The movement of rank-and-file educators, the UFT subsidiary, rallies with the pro-Hamas socialist groups. They meet outside of Bryant Park Library. They were part of the group that desecrated the New York Public Library with all that graffiti on the only part that had a Jewish name on it. It was dedicated by Schwarzman, a Jew, and they desecrated that. And he will not condemn what happened to that Jewish teacher because he's afraid of the movement of rank-and-file educators. Uh, Noam, you have homework today to make up for that that mischaracterization of yours that will attribute to your brain surgery, that it was a brawl when it was an anti-Semitic riot. Get the statement of the movement of rank-and-file educators and get the statement of Michael Mogul defending the Jewish teacher, which he's afraid to do. And I'll tell you why. I love this. 1968, Albert Schenker was a UFT chairman. He had gone to jail twice before for the teachers on strike. They loved him. He was a socialist. He grew up a socialist. He was there fighting for blacks to be able to sit at the luncheon uh, counter, uh, not to have to ride in the back of the bus. He went down south, you know, when blacks and Jews were together in solidarity. And then all of a sudden, in Ocean Hill, Brownsville, the Ford Foundation, which was the George Soros of the time, the richest philanthropy said, there should not be white teachers or Jewish teachers in black schools. And so there was a move to kick all the white and Jewish teachers out of Brownsville, where many of them had grown up. And Albert Schenker said, hell no, that's anti-Semitism. You ain't going to do that. And he was branded a racist. So now... When you look up Albert Schenker at the end of an illustrious career, it says Albert Schenker racist because he stood up for the Jewish teachers, the white teachers who got kicked out of the Ocean Brownsville schools, unlike you, Michael Moku, who are hiding in your mansion in Staten Island saying, oh, what am I going to do? I don't want to be called a racist. Let me ask you a uh, serious question, Curtis. Have you ever in your life had sex with a man? Hell no. Well, you're about to, because that win just now has me so aroused, I can't begin to tell you. And I'm glad you actually pointed out on a serious note, uh, Mr. Shaker, and what a great man he was. Albert Shanker. And, uh, Shanker. And what how are your he was peeps? Pre- one of my people. Uh, Mulgrew, don't forget, folks, even before this episode, he, along with the whole teachers' union, destroyed, and I mean destroyed, thousands and thousands of our children. What they did during COVID, the teachers' union, led by people like Weingarten and Mulgrew, can never be fixed. So now you've got two different real calamities on hand. Oh. Clearly, Mulgrew oh. not, not sticking up for the Jews and what they did during the whole First COVID off, mess. If we're going to have sex, let me be very clear. I'm the yeah. pitcher, you're the catcher. <laughs> I'm the pitcher, well, you're the you, catcher. You've actually come pretty far. Yeah, yeah because absolutely. Just the thought of it actually used to make you nauseous. I've got the petrol gel. <laughs> I'm the pitcher, you're the catcher. No, but it is, it is great that you have all this knowledge about uh, all this. Wait, this yep. is the Something biggest. else? You said yesterday, you, yeah. it was a throwout line. Yeah. Al, Slim, Shady, Sharpton, remember? 
What about him? 1972. Yeah. He was in Tilden High School, the very high school that my mother had gone to on King's Highway, where many of the Jews had gone. I was at Brooklyn Prep, as Peter King always reminds you, only to get kicked to the curb. You know, I made uh, one very, very famous tackle when I played football for Phil Foglietta. Oh, Yes. The, the pedophile. Correct. Joe Namath, the Hero buddy. of Arthur Idala and Joe Takapina. Yes. At Poly Prep, we were playing Tilden, and there's a running back by the name of Owen Gill, who went on to become an All-American running back. Iowa, Iowa. right? Very good. See, I know it. Played for the Dallas Willie Cowboys. Willie Randolph, How'd Tilden you know High School. Yeah, I, I actually, I crushed him. He actually laid motionless on the turf. That's the good news. The what? bad news Talk is. you. No, it took me longer to get up than him. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, you had asthma. That's why. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So, Al Sharpton, who I did, I had a friend who actually was boasting on their Instagram page. Was he a Jew? Hand, yes. Okay. Now, let me H- tell you. Handing out turkeys oh, yeah, yeah. for the National Action let Network. Me... I go, are you nuts? 1972. He's the student government president. The school, 80% Jewish, liberal, progressive, socialist. They wanted to show that they, 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 they believed in civil rights. So they elected Al Slim Shady Sharpton, who was from the Stone Avenue Projects, Brownsville, never ran, never will, like Willie Randolph. He goes to the principal, naturally Jewish principal. We need to have a scholarship fund in the name of Martin Luther King Jr., who had been assassinated. Jewish principal says, great, let me run it by the PTA, mostly Jewish out the Chacha mothers. They say, great, we'll go out, we'll sell raffles, chances, we'll raise the money for the scholarship fund, but we need a grand prize. So Al Slim Shady Sharpton says, great, 13-inch RCA Color TV Victrola, you know, where you can play the records in it, too, with the console, will be the first prize. So Shlomo and his parents living in a two, two-floor walk-up there, right next to Brookdale Hospital, where all the Jews live back then. They go out, they sell more chances than anybody else. They have the ceremony in the assembly of Tilden High School. Uh, their first prize winners, they schlep the TV back, they open it up, and it's gutted out. There are bricks in the guts. There's no inside to the TV. Sharpton has pocketed the money. So naturally, they go to the principal. Look, this is a, this is a, a, a placebo TV. We got ripped off. Uh, they bring Sharpton in. He goes, well, what do you know? It's that Jew who sold this to me oh, on Pitkin Avenue. Of course. So they said, no, 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 you can't blame it on him. Come on, there's something wrong here. He said, oh, you don't believe me? The first time he ever said, no justice, no peace. All the black students were out in the street. The next day there was a riot there. John Jelly Belly Lindsay came. On the third day he made the peace. He said, it's not a riot. It's just a disturbance. And the city, through discretionary funds, bought a new TV for the Jewish family. And that's when Al Slim Shady Sharpton, you tell your Jewish friend, he should impale himself over the menorah, made his bones, and he realized he could get over on those white crackers, those white suckers, and those white Jews. Because, man, he realized then, as a senior at Tilden High School, he could be king of the world. And he has been. I mean, there he is every now, did morning. Did you ever hear that story? No, I never heard that story. Yeah, because I bring prime yes, meat. Yes, you do. Big slices this to the Sid This is Rosenberg why show. you're on every weekday morning. I say this all the time. I've done interviews. Why do you think your show has gone to new heights? And I do say, Curtis Let me Let me tell you one other bad thing. What's the matter with it? We got to come together. What happened now? For Mike Lawler, for Nicole Maliotakis... And all the Republicans. You know, it's funny you mentioned Mike Lawler. Hey, hey, Ella, come in here and shut these blinds. God damn it. I told you twice already. I'll tell you why. 
Well, I, well I let, me, let me talk about Lola yeah. for a second because last night Peter King went to some event at the Empire Steakhouse. Well, A.J. Katsimatidis love her. And uh, they honored, I guess, Lawler and Nick Langworthy. And I'm not really high on either one of those guys. Nick, you know, bailed out on us to run for Congress. He won, God bless him. Not a bad guy, but he kind of bailed out on the Republican Party. And uh, Lawler, I still have not 100% forgiven him for the smiling selfie with Jamal Bowman. I'm sorry, I just haven't. And then remember, when you question me, say, well, the next time I won't smile. Why? Right. But I met with moderate Democrats. Yeah. They are rejoining the lines. They are going to uh, draw out Lola to make it a pro-Jamal Bowman district. What? They're coming after Nicole Maliotakis. You know vengeance. They want to be able to create a congressional district for that fiend of all fiends, Justin Brannon. Scumbag. Who stood with the Palestinians on Fifth Avenue and not with your peeps. So we got to rally around the flag. I'm going to put aside, as I did before, oh, with Joe Barelli, I'm me too. I'm good. all my differences. These people were of great influence in the Democratic Party. They are going to redraw the lines, and it appears there's nothing the Republicans can do to stop it. We got to we gotta rally the troops. We got to circle the wagons, especially for Nicole Maliotakis, to fend off that fiend of all fiends, Justin Brannon. And yes... Even though I've had my differences with Mike Lawler, we cannot allow no. Jamal Bowman no. to take out Mike Lawler. I'm in. Mike Lawler's my guy. That's, That's it. That's it. I have seen the future. It ain't good. We got to save our state. We got to save our city. And we got to save America, this country that we love. And we can't wait for anybody else to do it, Sid. You're number one in the morning. I'm number one in the afternoon on the Rip and Reed. And I'll be on with O'Reilly tonight. That'll make the Troika, the Trinity, the Trifecta, Rosenberg, Sliwa. O'Reilly will save America, New York State, and New York City. They want to get my gold.